The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am perched up in the northeast corner of England in Newcastle upon Tyne. The day is Wednesday the 27th of April. Uh, and me and my colleagues are here to take you through the slate of games for Thursday the 28th. Uh, should have plenty of time to consume all of this. Uh, we've got the youth team here today. Uh, first up, um, both these boys seem to have a lot to say off air, uh, listeners. Uh, so we'll see uh, We'll see where this takes us today. They seem quite jazzed up about various issues. Uh, Noah, uh, Benick, how are you doing, man? How's it going, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well. This is actually a new recording area. If it sounds different to you guys, but it's actually my last time recording this podcast in Pittsburgh as I move out tomorrow. So I wanted to get on this podcast today uh, for Thursday's slate, but I'm not totally prepared as I just came off of an exam. Um, but yes, I just wanted to get on here because I do have uh, something that I want to air out. And uh, I just wanted to give some people a good DFS slate before I leave. Fair enough. Well, we talked a little bit of um, DFS on Monday's show because I told you, I told the listeners that I sucked at DFS currently. I was in a bit of a slump. <laughs> so I wrote down the list of names that you gave me. In fact, I'll, I'll wave it in front of the camera. That is the list of all those. To be fair, I thought it might be maybe seven or eight names. You gave me about, I mean, there's two full columns there. There's about 55 names. Um, but as a result, I did win the... Uh, I won the little DraftKings tournament for the DGens last night, so uh, you steered me to a, a massive fourteen dollar victory there, Noah. So I'll, I'll awesome. uh, yeah, that'll pay me for another seven nights worth of losers. And I'm also, doing my, jazzed up. I'm doing oh, my best to tweet out the links for the DFS contest so people can join them. But oftentimes, I don't get to that enough. I'm hoping without having to worry about school, I'll be able to tweet those out for the yeah. random followers that want to join in for the DGen contest. They're very fun. Yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, it's just, it's always just maybe $2, uh, but yeah, just uh, fun and games. Um, Jazzed for a whole load of different reasons, uh, joining us is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you? Hey, Malcolm, Noah, good to be with you boys on this hump day. I was doing great watching my Liverpool boys went into nothing. I wish I was in England and Anfield celebrating, but then I turned to my other screen and this little, this little girl, Noah, uh, He's charging the mound because we threw inside to him. We didn't even hit him. Meanwhile, they've hit Pete Alonso in the head. And 
Oh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not even just this series. It's an accumulation of all 20 games. Everyone's hitting their, our players. And finally we retaliate and then they put their, now they have a temper tantrum. So it's ridiculous. So I I don't know. He was thrown out of the game, thankfully, but I I turned that game off because they, they ruined my day. They, they lost already, but Anfield, Liverpool, two, nothing. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> You'll never walk alone. Oh, well, we don't need to talk about that rubbish. Um, and, yeah, as, we're, we're... Go as much as as much as I think this Mets lineup is, I guess, just a bit above average. They are totally in the right that they've been thrown at probably the most in the league so far, and that kind of leads into the point that I was kind of getting worked up about, and I want to talk about on the podcast because Chris Bassett last night. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but he was like, "The balls are different. Every ball that you yeah. throw in is different," and that's because they were kind of mixing in baseballs throughout the 2021 season, and they seem to be doing it here in 2022 at the beginning. It's just they don't have enough of the dead balls that they want to use for the full season to like throw them out there. And it's been kind of crazy. So the Mets are getting thrown at almost every night and hitting is down, which I have an opinion on that, but I'll let you guys talk first. Yeah, I no, missed, I, uh, I agree. Oh no, you go Malcolm. I just said, I missed, I missed those Chris Bassett comments last night. Uh, really? I'll have to try and catch up with that. Yeah. Cause we're, we're part way through the, the early games and, um, I think it's the 19th hit batter uh, for the season, which is a league high. J.D. Davis is the man who's been hit tonight. Uh, he's been taken out with the game. And then Dylan's just told you through the reprisals from the Mets. But yeah, I'll have to see if I can catch up with those Chris Bassett comments uh, on the ball. Uh, Dylan, what did you have to add to that? No, I was just going to say, I was just going to add on to what Noah said. Yeah, uh, batting average and home runs, they're at an all-time low this season, just in league history. And I, I think it is to what Noah was saying, how they are just they don't have enough of the ball, so they keep switching in and out during the game. And I don't think it's right to the pitchers. And they're kind of fed up, which, I, I mean, you can't blame them. And you're going to have more guys. Chris Bassett, I think, is the first guy speaking out, but – as the season prolongs, I think you're going to have more pitchers speaking out. Yeah. So my opinion on the matter is uh, over the last day, literally since this Bassett comment, I've seen plenty of articles talking about how uh, the home runs and the batting averages are down across the league. But I really do think it's the analytical minds that have kind of like just steered us in the wrong way now because they saw all the home runs hit in 2019 and then they started preaching launch angle. Well, we know in 2019 that the MLB was juicing the balls behind the players' backs, wanting to get more entertaining brand of baseball out there with more electric home runs given to the people. Well, now you've got more of a realistic baseball, and they may have even deaded it even more. So why are you preaching launch angle to lift the ball to hit home runs? Because now it is at an all-time low when you're even still trying to do it. What I want to see is more contact hitters, that prototype of a batter back into the game that's going to hit for average hit you i mean the batting averages are at elite at a history low but they shouldn't be you should be hitting for average now 280 300 315 drive the ball into the gaps get a couple of singles get a couple of doubles get on base and the guys that have the natural power let them do the job and do the damage yeah you're absolutely right it just baffles me um beyond all comprehension that one of the the 
most important part of equipment, the most basic part of the equipment for the sport. <laughs> it's the name no one, of the sport. No one, yeah, no one knows <laughs> what it is. No one, no one knows where it comes from, what it's going to be like until they get one in the hand on the first day of the season. And I didn't know if that was a traditional thing. Do you do that in American sport? Like, do, do we keep this a secret? It's just fucking barking mad. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, right then, boys, uh, we could waffle on all night here. We've got 13 games to handicap. Um, a little bit shy of numbers on certain games, but uh, we usually rely on the Rockford lines when we're, when we're getting a little bit a little bit short of those. I'm going to keep plug, uh, plugging the Rockford lines until that sticks, Dylan. Um, my little saying there for that. Uh, so we will start tomorrow in uh, 12.30... Eastern first pitch, uh, and it is the San Diego Padres at the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I've got uh, Nick Martinez going for San Diego, and Tyler Marley goes for the Reds. The lines are uh, San Diego minus 120, Cincinnati plus 105. The overall under is at eight and a half. Um, this one. Uh, Martinez he's quite sorry did I just miss something there no okay uh, yeah Nick Martinez is quite highly thought of he's gone one two so far uh, 4.3 ER Ray pitch 14.2 innings with 13 strikeouts um, Tyler Marley for the Reds he is one and two so far on the season a 6.88 ERA uh, 17 in his pitch, 19 strikeouts and a 1.7 whip. So um, two starting pitches here with inflated numbers. Um, Martinez has had three very similar starts. Um, the issues he's had is that he's uh, he's walked nine batters over his last two starts. Uh, that in conjunction with the 11 hits he's given up means uh, there's been runners. Um, Marley's been consistent, uh, but consistently awful. It's not just one blown up start that's in, inflated, it's his numbers. Um, he hasn't got out the fourth inning so far. He's been giving up hits and walks. Um, I considered Cincinnati on the money line. They've only won three games. I didn't quite uh, pluck up the courage to pick them. Um, so I just thought with, with the amount of, I mean, look at the ERA of the two the two pitchers, the, the amount of uh, base runners they both allowing and um, I looked at the over here at eight and a half uh, that was my pick so uh, Noah where do you want to take us with this one so I wish this game was actually one that I didn't handicap because I only have about half the slate handicap and these two guys are going to carry me but there was actually not much PVB in this matchup only Eric Cosmer had a, a batting average above 250 which is what I look at because nobody seems to hit in this league so 250 is my uh, usual average against a pitcher that they've seen that I like to look at Eric Cosmer's two for eight with a single and a double and in 2022 he's batting 390 23 for 59 with 32 total bases and he's coming off of his first home run uh, of the season Tuesday night and also a uh, a bat to look at for the Padres. Manny the Machete Machado batting 348, 23 for 66 with three home runs and 37 total bases. I'm just staying completely away from this Reds lineup as they don't have a guy batting over 265 on this team. Um, I think Munaf gave out a great stat where like a lot of these Reds losses are coming like 
by two or more runs. So I like this Padres run line in this game. Give me the Padres and probably in favor of the over. I look look for both of these pitchers to give up a few runs early. Yeah, I think that was on on Monday night when when we recorded they'd they'd lost a nine eleven of twelve I think it was actually by by over a run and a half. So yeah, that's certainly worth a follow. Uh, Dylan Padres at Reds. What do you think? Yeah, so I saw the opening line at minus one twenty five, but I'm seeing over here at WinBet minus one ten for the Padres on the money line and. I mean, that's a great price for just an automatically better team, in my opinion. So I'm going to take the Padres on the money line. Nick Martinez, he didn't have the best start against the Dodgers and Braves. But on the road, surprisingly, he had a good outing against a good Giants uh, lineup. He went five innings, only giving up one run, striking out six batters. Now he's going up against a Rays lineup that has struggled to score some runs. Besides last night, they did break out for about five runs. But now, uh, Jonathan India, he's also still out of the fold, so that's not good for the Reds. And Tyler Molly, he hasn't performed well, like you said, in his two starts at home. He lost both starts, giving up six runs in eight innings. I think I just trust the Padres a little more with their lineup and Martinez to get them through the five, six innings. So give me the Padres on the money line. As for the total, I don't know if I could co-sign on the over with you guys. I made my total 8.3. So maybe you want to look Padres team total over four. Okay, so a little uh, pump in the brakes there from Dylan um, on the over. Next up is the Brewers and the Pirates, 12.35 Eastern. Uh, Freddie Peralta goes for Milwaukee and Jose Quintana goes for Pittsburgh. Uh, the lines are Milwaukee are minus 170, uh, Pittsburgh plus 150. The overall under is set at seven and a half. Uh, Freddie Peralta, 0-1 with a 7.5 ERA, 12 innings pitched and 16 strikeouts. Uh, Quintana is also 0-1 with a 3.86 ERA, uh, 14 innings pitched, eight strikeouts. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off here. So Peralta versus Quintana. Um, for personally, I, I don't know um, if either one of these guys are too much of a quality pitcher so far in 2022. Peralta has not had a great start of the season, and he doesn't have good history against the Pirates. Ben Gamble's batting 500 against him, three for six with three singles. Brian Reynolds is 462, six for 13 with four singles, a two-base knock, and a triple. Kevin Newman, who's historically not a very good batter, I think I said that on the last podcast that I was on, you might be able to get good value from him in DFS or a total bases or hits prop. He's batting 429 against Peralta, 5 for 11, two singles, a double, and a Newman nuke. Andrew McCutcheon, um, he's playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still loves the guy, so I kind of like the uh, a play there with McCutcheon. Uh, playing at PNC. He's five for 16 against Quintana batting 313 with four singles and a double Hunter Renfro batting 300, three for 10 with a single and two bombs and Lorenzo Kane. This is the most at bats I've seen against the pitcher this season. So far, he has a hundred at bats against Quintana. He's batting 270, 27 for 100 with 38 total bases. Honestly, I think this is the last game of the series and I would expect some runs to be scored in this game. So I like the over. Excellent. Uh, Dylan, what are you telling us about this? I'm actually going to take a shot with the Buccos here on the run line, plus one and a half. Uh, like Noah said, this again, Freddie Peralta has been bad. I'm just going to fade him. He's been awful this season. Nine runs given up in 12 innings. He's walking a ton of batters. 
And once there's enough tape on a guy, we all know teams are going to start to take advantage of their mistake. And now with Jose uh, Quintana, he isn't the best pitcher either by no means, but at this point of the season, I do think he's a little better than Peralta, and I'm willing to take a shot with the Buccos. And they're not actually that bad this year. So I'm going to take the run-and-a-half start with the Buccos here. Okay, a bit of a, a bit of a dog play there from Dylan. Um, uh, Freddie Peralta is the key man to this game. Um, his middle start, the one against St. Louis, is the one that's inflated his numbers. Um but his last start at Philly, I thought he looked a lot better. He pitched five innings, only gave up one earned run on three hits, struck out six. Uh, so Peralta, to me, was trending in the right direction. Um, Quintana's been okay, but you've only ever sort of one inning away from a blow-up. Um, he's seen the Cubs twice in Washington, so he hasn't seen any stellar lineups. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see a few, a few red flags about Quintana. Uh, Willie Adamas has been hitting quite well. Uh, for Milwaukee recently. I think today is the day that we'll get that um, Quintana blow up. And with Peralta trending in the right direction, I went the complete opposite to you, Dylan, uh, which is quite rare, me and you normally fall on the same page. Uh, but Brewers minus one and a half uh, was the pick I got to. All I'm hearing Third is blow up on. and over. <laughs> yeah, blow up and over. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Uh, bet. Uh, Colorado Rockies at the Philadelphia Phillies is a 105 Eastern first pitch. Um, Austin Gomba uh, is on the mound, and that's news to me because I've got Antonio Senzatella written on my uh, on my notes here. I can tell you all about him. I can't tell you anything about Austin Gomba. Uh, I have Senzatella too. I have oh, Senzatella as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's MLB.com then. This has changed. This has changed in the last <laughs> maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm refreshing the page right now. Hold on. So we maybe have a little look. Yeah, um, I see Gomber too now. <laughs> and yeah, so I've got exactly everything for Sensatella. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and I've got, I do have lines as well. So we might have to keep this one quite brief on the grounds we don't really know. Uh, the Rockies are plus one sixty-five. The Phillies are minus one ninety-five. The overall under is set at seven, uh, which seems incredibly low. Um, we'll let you lead us off, Dylan. Firstly, uh, because of that yeah. number seven, but then uh, is it the Gomba Sensatella thing? What, what's going on here? Yeah, regardless who goes for the Rockies, I like the over in this game. I, like you said, I got the opening total at seven, and I think that's just way too small in my opinion. I set my total at 8.2, so... Uh, it's a big play on the over for me. Zach Wheeler, he's been awful this year. 0-3, giving up a lot of hard contact. He's not striking out a lot of batters like he did last season. And he's going up against a Rocky lineup that's third in the league in batting average. And the past four games between these two teams, they've skyrocketed over the numbers. So, Malcolm, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think the sky is – we're going to go over in here, over seven. Yeah, fair enough. There, uh, that seven did look really, really low. That was one of the two things that I have written down. Um, I'm just quickly trying to look at uh, Austin Austin Gomba's numbers. He's uh, he's one and one on the season with a four point two ERA, pitched fifteen innings with fourteen Ks. It's a one point four seven WHIP. Um, he had a good start last time out at Detroit. Uh, no earned runs on four hits and eight strikeouts over six innings. Um, the first two starts were a little bit dodgy. Um, not an awful lot, really, between Gomber and Senzatella. It doesn't, it doesn't change the, the handicap greatly. Um, yeah, Wheeler's been horrible. He's had sort of back-to-back 
poor start and you really need to see a bounce back from him before you dare take um, Philadelphia or Wheeler in any position there. Um, I think maybe the Colorado regression is starting to kick in a little bit. They had that hot start. Uh, they're now 10 and 7, particularly away from home. Um, so I do think the Phillies will win, but obviously it's a prohibitive price. Uh, but if we if that number stays around 7, then uh, it's a knocking bet of an over for me. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Yeah, for me, I locked the over on the Rockies and the Phillies. It was eight, and I thought that was low. And I was a little concerned that the books knew something that I didn't. Now it's at seven, and Gomber still only – he has a 4-2 ERA. Now I know Sensatella had something in the sixes, and I, I love this over even more. But do they expect that Wheeler's just going to come out and throw like the 2020 Wheeler or something like that? He's got an 8-5 ERA. And I, I have a lot of these stats from the Phillies against Sensatella, but Jose Iglesias against Wheeler's batting 500, three for six with two singles and a double. Um, Chris Bryant, he had back tightness earlier this week. Check to see if he's going to start. He's 333, three for nine against Wheeler with three singles. So if he does bounce, uh, come back into the starting lineup, he could see some offensive success. But I mean, this Phillies lineup has been raking as of late. They dropped 10 against the Rockies. Um, honestly, maybe Wheeler does figure something out here. Phillies would be my play on the money line, maybe look for a run line. And I'm definitely going to be on this over as the, like you said, the Rockies are top five in batting average and the Phillies seem to have figured something out at the plate at home here. Okay. So yeah, everyone, everyone wants runs in that game. Uh, next up, um, possibly a TBD pitcher here, but I do have one. So, I'll have to see if you boys have anything different to me. Uh, 105 Eastern is the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. Trevor Rogers uh, goes for Miami. And I've got Josh Rogers going for Washington. Uh, so feel free to correct me. I don't have any lines uh, for this game. Um, Dylan, do you, do you see anything in front of you? Can you give us um, any, any money lines and over-unders here? Yeah, I have no lines that I've seen yet, but I see Patrick Corbin actually going for the Nationals. Oh, my God. So I, w- I would favor the Marlins in this spot with Trevor Rogers. I'd probably favor them. I have to do my simulation, but probably around a minus 130, minus 135. Don't want to lay too much with the Marlins, but I, I, would, I would favor the Marlins in this spot, even though they're on the road. I think they're just a better ball club right now. Um. I had a great start about Josh Rogers as well. Um, he pitched last week. I'm going to give it to you anyway, because, you know, I've done my work. <laughs> uh, 71 pitches last week. Uh, how many whiffs, Noah? Um, I'll guess 11. Three. Three, Three whiffs on wow. 71 pitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inefficient outage, shall we put it that way. Um <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Rogers, his numbers are horrible. 0 and 3, 6.94 ERA um, with a 1.8 whip. Um, he had one start, one bad start against Philly, uh, where he gave up seven of those earned runs in 1.2 innings. Um, but he has given up hits and walks in all three games. Um, obviously, my, my handicap's gone slightly out of the window because I did have jo- Josh Rogers um, down. But if it is Patrick Corbin, then again, it's a little bit like. Gomba sends a cell all over again. Um, it's not a huge difference. Um, Miami have won three on the spin. That Washington have lost six on the spin. 
Um, I wrote down here anything Miami. If you wanted to take Miami, um, Miami hits first five, money line total, find something Miami related that's an attractive price for you um, and pick that. That was my uh, conclusion on this. Um, Noah, what did you uh, make of it? So I'm frantically trying to do some research here because I see Josh Rogers too. Now, are they throwing the kid a bone because they both have the same last name? Are they somehow related? Because I know Trevor has, I know Trevor has a brother, Tyler. Um, he's the sidearm submarine guy for the Giants, and I'm pretty sure they either had a cousin or another brother in the majors as well. So maybe they're throwing Josh a bone to go up against his brother in this matchup. Otherwise, I'd probably think that Corbin would logically start here. I think this is his turn in the rotation. But uh, for me, I have Juan Soto's batting 400 against Trevor Rogers, two for five with two singles and three walks to only one strikeout. So he sees the ball very well, even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup. Yadiel Hernandez batting 333, two for six with two singles. And in 2022, Yadiel's batting 324, 12 for 37. He has one of the best batting averages on the Nationals so far this season. Miguel Rojas is batting two for six against Josh Rogers with a single and a double in 2022 check to see if josh bell is starting because he is raking so far i know he was doing dealing with a little bit of an injury bug but i'm not quite sure if he's back uh healthy he's batting 345 20 for 58 with 29 total bases and two home runs uh Joey Wendell on the the season's batting 362, 17 for 47, 25 total bases. And it's not a bad idea to entertain Garrett Cooper, Jesus Sanchez, or Jazz Chisholm, as this offense has shown to be competitive lately. Okie doke. Um, Next up, we have the Baltimore Orioles at the New York Yankees, which is a 105 uh, Eastern first pitch. Uh, Baltimore have Bruce... Zimmerman uh, on the mound. Uh, Jamison Tyone goes for the New York Yankees. I have betting lines of uh, Baltimore are the plus 195 underdog. Uh, the New York Yankees are minus 225 and the overall under is at eight. Uh, Zimmerman has been going along okay. Actually, there's a little bit of Orioles news as well. Uh, John Means has... Uh, He's having to undergo Tommy John surgery, uh, possibly has undergone Tony, uh, Tommy John sur- surgery today. That, um, so, yeah, disappointment. We're not going to get a season out of means because um, he's been the 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 Baltimore best hope, really, uh, of getting a, of getting anything like a stud pitcher. Uh, but in the meantime, Zimmerman's been going along OK. 1-0 uh, with a 1.2 ERA, 15 innings pitch for 16 strikeouts. Uh, Jameson Tyone is 1-1 one one with a 3.07 ERA, uh, 14.2 innings pitch, 13 strikeouts. Um, Zimmerman's gone okay against decent opposition as well. He faced the Yankees um, on the 17th, pitched five innings, uh, didn't allow any runs on four hits, walked two and struck out six. Um, and I think this little mini breakout from Zimmerman was kind of predicted in a few quarters as well. Um so it's not a huge shock um, to quite a lot, so especially people in the fantasy community. Um, Jameson Tyone is fine. Um, he pitched at Baltimore uh, on the 16th, the day before Zimmerman went. Um, gave up two earned runs on three hits over 4.2. Um, Baltimore have been competitive here, and Zimmerman is about 
competitive as they have. Um, I thought I was going to take a punt somewhere along the line. Um, Baltimore pushed New York quite close last night. And the money line for me at plus 195 for Baltimore uh, is where I came down. Um, Noah, what did you uh, make of the Baltimore-New York game? So, yeah, with Means hitting the IL, one lefty steps down and another one steps up and Bruce Zimmerman. But also be aware uh, if you're in a fantasy player in a uh, like a deep league or something, 12, 15 team league, look for Grayson Rodriguez. He's a very highly touted prospect in AAA right now. Um, but some Yankees do see the ball very well off of Zimmerman. DJ LeMay, who's batting 667 against him, four for six with three singles and a double. He's hitting 340 on the young season. So that's a bat that I really like for this slate. Aaron Judge is batting 500, three for six with a single and a uh, and two all-rise home runs. Cedric Mullins is batting 429 off the Tyone, three for seven with a single and two bombs. And in 2022, Austin Hayes, he's actually having a great season against or a great series against the Yankees right now. He wouldn't be a bad play. And Aaron Anthony Rizzo, he's batting 283, 17 for 60 on the season. And he's the league leader in home runs with eight over the short porch. Excellent. Uh, love it, Noah. Um, I'm making a note of all of these as well. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep tailing you in the DFS. Um Dylan, Baltimore at New York. Yeah, as much as it hurts me, I got to side with the Yankees here on the run line. We actually, I feel like we're getting a good price with the Yankees on the run line. Uh, almost even money I'm seeing at minus 110. So I needed a minus 115 or better to be on them. So this is a great price for me. Uh, the Yankees, they've actually been playing better baseball as of late, as much as it hurts me to say that. They've won four straight. They've covered the run line three out of the last five games. And Zimmerman, like you guys said, he's gone up against the Yankees last week, and he actually had a decent start. But I think that favors the Yankees. They've seen him already. They know what to expect. They know what's coming. So I think they'll be able to jump on him, and I think they cover the run line. So give me the Yankees minus one and a half. Yeah, I've been kind of keeping my eye on the Yankees. They've been winning ugly. Uh, they haven't really clicked um, on either side of the ball, but they've been doing okay. They've been winning games because um, I did put them up um, as, as my uh, preseason pick. And also it antagonizes Moon after death as well uh, whenever they're doing okay. So uh, I have been keeping an eye on the Yankees. And yeah, they're just kind of plodding along. Um, so we'll have to see how uh, Toronto and New York handle each other. Um if you do want to get on the Yankees, or Toronto for that matter, uh, for World Series glory, get across to WinBet, where there's a $10 to win $200 promotion. Um, a $10 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Plus the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus-leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or over. And present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget, while you're doing that, uh, to get on the um, NFL Draft Props Contest. We're giving away $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. 
That is winner takes all. Fill your boots. The next game on the slate is the Seattle Mariners at the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a 110 Eastern first pitch. Chris Flexen goes for the Seattle Mariners and Corey Kluber uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, just waiting for my little odds page to load up. And I'll give you the I'll give you the lines. Um sorry about this. I'll tell you what, um, have you got any you got the odds in front of you there, Dylan, just while I get my page up. Uh, not over on win bet, but I did see other sports book open this line. Uh, Mariners plus one ten, Rays around minus one thirty, minus one forty. I can't. Fill, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll fill the time while you were reading the ad. I wasn't sure if I gave out a pick for the Orioles Yankees, so I'll take the Yankees and I'll explore the uh, run line as well. Okay, no problem. Uh, I've got Seattle here at plus one hundred, Tampa Bay minus one twenty, and overall under at eight. Uh, flexing one and two, three point six three ERA, pitched seventeen point one innings with eleven strikeouts. Corey Kluber is zero and one with a three point six eight ERA, fourteen point two innings pitched in twelve Ks. Um, Flexing's been on the improve for me uh, through three starts. He's got better every time. Uh, his last start, seven innings pitched, one earned run against Kansas City, um, and also he, is, he was seven and one on the road last season. Uh, was Chris Flexing. Um, Corey Kluber, there was warning signs for me in his first two starts. Um, and then last time, uh, he got blown up 11 hits, four earned runs against Boston. Uh, for me, these two pitches are trending in um, opposite directions. Uh, so I didn't see any lines earlier on, but I, I see him now. Um, I had the Mariners first five, but I also put up the Mariners outright at, uh, at even money. So uh, either way, taking first five, be a similar price, I'm guessing, um, or an or plus uh, plus one hundred on the money line. Uh, Dylan, what did you um, conclude for the Seattle Tampa game? Yeah, interesting spot here, Malcolm. Uh, I on the first game of the series yesterday, I took the Mariners uh, first five plus a half. I did it again today and on the money line, and I'm going to do it again. The Mariners have been underdogs this whole series, and I honestly don't know why. I feel like they're the better team, not just pitching wise, hitting wise as well. They get on base. They steal, they draw walks. The Mariners, they've won four in a row, and they're just smashing the ball. Like I've said, they they have a top five bullpen when they when they turn it over to the bullpen late in the game. And I just don't think the market's adjusted to how good this Mariner team is. If they continue to give us plus money with them, we just got to take advantage. So they've been my second favorite team behind the Mets, so I'm going to keep riding them. I'm going to take the Mariners on this plus price. Yeah, Dylan is sweet on the Mariners. Uh, Nora, you were sweet on their chances tomorrow? I'm going to agree with Dylan as well. I actually haven't said it on this podcast, but I do have the Rays winning the AL East. I thought a plus 300 ticket wasn't too bad for a team that has good history in the division, but I am going to go against my team today. Um, The only guy with history against Flexen that uh, has had success is Manuel Margo. He's batting 600 against Flexen, three for five, a single, a double, and a Margo Rita, a.k.a. a home run. And on the Seattle side with success, Mitch Hanniger. He's on the COVID list, though, but he made the trip to Tampa. So see if he starts. He's batting 666 against Kluber. He's six for nine with four singles, a double, 
and a Hannabom. And then for me, just looking at it, Dylan's Seattle team is absolutely raking right now. And they've won me over. I'm a huge fan of their flashing strobe lights after home runs during their night games at home. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. Good, good bats. I like in this game for the Mariners are Ty France. He's batting 368 on the year with five or of wars and 43 total bases. And JP Crawford, who is stroking 356 with two tanks himself. So some of the um, APL teams do that light show when the teams are walking out and it gets on my tits. So I'm not, I, I'm, I'll come down on the opposite <laughs> side of the light show uh, with you. So I'm definitely not, <laughs> not on board there. Uh, next up is a 110 Eastern first pick, which is the Detroit Tigers at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Tarek Skubal, uh, lefty, goes for the Tigers. Bailey Ober uh, for the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. We have lines of... Handicap this in the right order. Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> um, I've got oh, I've got no lines again. I yeah, we don't, have, yes, we don't have Moon up on the pod to keep Malcolm in check. <laughs> this is why we yeah, got the e box for explicit next to our name. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Detroit plus one thirty, Minnesota minus one forty five. The overall under is set at seven. Um, Stop laughing. If you've got a corpse, do it on meat. Scooble is one and one with a 2.3 ERA, uh, 15.2 innings pitch, 16 strikeouts. Um, uh, Bailey Ober is one and one with a 2.1, uh, 2.81 ERA, uh, 16 innings pitched and 13 kids. Very similar lines uh, and low whips as well, these two boys. Uh, 1.09 for Scooble uh, and a level one for um, Ober. Uh, Scoobal hasn't given up a run in his last two starts. Uh, Bailey Ober's only given up one earned run in the same time span. And um, this seems a really hard handicap because everything seemed right. I couldn't find I couldn't find uh, an angle in here. There was no splinters for me to prize apart. Um, everything seemed okay. Um, the over under looked low to me, and I am expecting a, maybe a little bit of regression from Bailey over. Um, I do like Scoob, but I think he is that good. I'm not sure Bailey's figures will be like that come the end of the season, so maybe that regression can start tomorrow. Uh, and I thought that with the the, the twin spats are okay, uh, so I thought between the two of them they could get over that number of seven. So it was an over for me. Um, Noah, uh, Detroit at Minnesota. I actually kind of like the under here, Mel. <clears throat> oh no! I, I believe in Scoobal. Uh He's my guy, and uh, Ober has done quite all right to start the season here. Um, this yes. is this is going to be the part of the podcast where you guys pick me up, as I do not have these games handicapped. But personally, me and my buddies um, and Tigers fans actually really believe in Scoobal to be the future ace of the staff. He's a very good left-hander, weird arm slot, very powerful, uh, sits mid-90s with that fastball, and the books always sleep on his K-prop. I'm always I'm always on his over-Ks every time he pitches. That's what I'm going to be taking in this game here. Also, I'll be exploring the under. And um, Tigers uh, – I'll take the Tigers on the money line too. Um, let's explore some PVB. Do I have any that's jumping out to me? Byron Buxton's two for six against uh, Scoobal with two tanks, actually. So, Buck, yeah. Um, Max Kepler, he's three for 10 with three singles. So, those are two, mer- uh, two twins bats that I like for this game. 
Okay, I like that little player prop on the uh, on the Scooble strikeouts, uh, Noah. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, one thing I can agree on is I do think Scooble is legit. Um, I do think he will be the ace for this Tigers team moving forward. But I don't agree with the underplay. I do like the over here. I don't like a side. Uh, if I were to play a side, I would side with the Tigers because I do think they're live dogs here. But I made my line 8.4, so... Even at a seven and a half or eight, I still like the over. The first game of the series had nine runs, and I think we see a similar game in this one. Both teams have gone under this to- this number three out of the last five games, and the Twins are on a roll right now, getting Byron Bunkson back in the fold after a slow start. They've won five in a row, and yeah, I just think we see a little over, maybe through the bullpen, maybe not. Maybe you want if you're going to look at the under, maybe first five under. But once the bullpens come in, I see some runs being scored. So I'm going to take over seven in this spot. Okay, so Dylan agrees with me, uh, and Noah is on the other side of the total there. Two o five Eastern first pitch, the Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers. Uh, Justin Verlander goes for Houston, and Martin Perez goes for Texas. Uh, the lines are. The Astros are the short price favourites, minus 165. Uh, Texas are plus 145. Their overall under is set at eight. Uh, JV, one and one with a 3.89 ERA. Uh, pitched 19 innings with 20 strikeouts and a 0.74 whip. Uh, stunning stuff from Justin Verlander. Uh, Perez is 0-2 with 3.86 ERA. 14 innings pitched and 12 strikeouts. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off with this one. Yeah, I know I said on the pod yesterday that I need a break from the Astros, but I cannot back Verlander in the spot. Both both of his starts on the road, he's been lights out, 13 innings, only one run given up. And I think we see another dominant performance from him, and I'm hoping the bats kind of came alive yesterday, and hopefully they could build on that. So I'm not going to touch the money line. I wouldn't say minus 165 is va- there's value there, but... I was able to get this run line for the Astros when it opened at plus 110. Even at a plus 100, I liked it. I was even willing to lay a minus 110 on the run line. So I'm going to be on the Astros run line here. Okay, well, well, I'll jump in there then because my pick is exactly the same. I don't need to handicap it like you just have. Uh, I've got written down Houston minus 1.5 at plus 110. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively low score in game. Um, Perez has been okay. Um, he was good last time out. He's not as good as home traditionally uh, in Texas or two and six at home uh, as well. So I think, yeah, you just think he get this done and relatively comfortably. So uh, I'll co-sign that. Um, Noah, three out of three. Yeah, you guys know I'm a big Verlander fanboy, so I'm not going to fade him here. Give me the Astros, and I'll co-sign your run line play as well. Although the Rangers offense has been a little bit dangerous to start the season, the one guy that has Verlander's number is Willie Calhoun. He always Dang. Verlander has these guys that uh, the one that sticks out for me as a Tigers fan was Billy Butler. For some reason, that guy just hit bombs off of Verlander. Uh, Willie Calhoun has two home runs in his career against Verlander. He's five for eight with three singles as well. And then Martin Maldonado, he's always a great catcher punt for me. I love to play him because he's usually in a good Astros lineup this year. They're a little bit of a slump to start the season. He's nine for 15 against Perez, six singles and three doubles. 
Yuli Gurriel is eight for 16 against Perez batting 500. And you know how Yuli Gurriel is not much pop to his bat, but he's got all eight singles. He'll get on base for you. Might not be a bad total basis play there or just a hits play on a prop. And Michael Brantley's five for 12 against Perez, three singles, two doubles. Taking a look here, Brantley is three batting 311 on the season with two bombs. And for the Texans, I like Nathaniel Lowe's bat start 2022. He's batting 364. He's 24 for 66 with 31 total bases. Okay, love all of that. Um, bank holiday weekend is on the horizon. Uh, spend some time with friends, family, etc. cetera, uh, and do it over a Coors Light. Uh, take some time. Uh, for yourself and your loved ones and enjoy the beer that is made to chill. Uh, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. That is Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold. Uh, so when you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So... This weekend, I'll be looking to relax and uh, get away from a busy working week. I'll do it with a Coors Light. Um, remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewer Company, Golden, Colorado. You can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. Okay, let's keep thundering through these game boys. Um it is the Kansas City Royals at the Chicago White Sox. A 2 10 Eastern first pitch. Brad Keller goes for Kansas. Uh, Michael Kopek goes for the White Sox. And the lines are the Royals plus 147. The White Sox are minus 169. The over or under. It's another seven. It's another low one. Um, I had the Royals last night as my dog. And uh, I was delighted to see that one because that was the one that caused a little bit of consternation when... Uh, Myself and yeah, we were razzing you. Yeah, you were. You and Moon after getting into me, and <laughs> the, the most satisfying thing was it wasn't even close. It six to nothing, I think. It's six zero. Um, they shut him out. Yeah, it was a bit of a no doubt. I guess the White Sox uh, against the lefties. Zero runs. White. That was it. It was the White Sox <laughs> against the lefties. Uh, yeah, I took a little victory lap around my kitchen there um, when that came through last <laughs> night. Um, Keller is zero and two. Uh, 2.55 ERA so far this season, 17.2 innings pitched, 14 strikeouts and a 0.91 whip. Um, Michael Kopech, no uh, pitcher of record yet this season, a 0.64 ERA, uh, 14 innings pitched, 15 strikeouts and a 0.79 whip. Um, Keller's been really solid. Um he was slightly shaky at Seattle in his first road start last time out, which is a bit of a worry because he's on the road again here. Um, Kopech's been getting better with each start. Um, the White Sox have snapped their skid tonight. They've lost eight in a row, uh, managed to get away from the, the White Sox. Now. I think it was seven to three, maybe. Uh, so they've snapped that little skid. But neither, neither of these pitchers have been allowing base runners. Um, uh, no walks, no hits. So... It, it was all really, really tight. Um, I'm going to take the Royals again. Um, I just, again, yeah, the White Sox have snapped a skid, but it, uh, I'll need to see them do it again. It doesn't it doesn't get them out of the woods, and the Royals are a big price, 150, and Keller's gone okay. Uh, the Royals have been competitive, so I just thought that plus 150 was a good price. They'll certainly give you a give you a run for your money, uh, in my opinion. Noah, um, are, you, are you taking the White Sox again to take me on? 
Yeah, so I think we need to address this team here, maybe panic button, because I was super high on the White Sox coming into the season, and they were on that huge skid, like they, like you said, and they just beat the Royals, which isn't really saying much. My AL Cy Young pitcher, uh, Michael Kopech, on the mound here, big believer in him, and I think he turns it on, continues to keep it going throughout the season. Um, but the one guy that's going to scare me in this Royals lineup is Carlos Santana. He's three for six against Kopech with a single in two tanks. And then scrolling down here, Andrew Vaughn, you're going to get him some for some value in DFS. He's two for six with two singles. He's usually sitting around 3K, not an everyday starter, but with some injuries uh, to Eloy and uh, Eloy. Eloy Jimenez, he should see some playing time, and I like that bat. And also, Larry Garcia, 9 for 28 with seven singles and two doubles. So those are some things that I'm eyeing on in this game. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind an under. You wouldn't mind an under. Uh, fair enough. Dylan, what you said. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I uh, probably won't have anything, no action for me, but I would agree with no. I do believe in Michael Kopex. I think he's really good. Only one run given up in 14 innings, but how can you trust these bats right now? Something is really off with them. I agree with Noah. I think you might have to panic just a little, but they've only scored 10 runs in their last six games. I, I just don't know how they turn things around. I, I can't put my money behind the White Sox right now. So, I, I would agree with you also, Malcolm. And if you were to pick a side, I would choose the Royals as well. Okie doke. Um, next up, interesting game. This has been a good series uh, and it'll continue uh, tomorrow. 3.07 Eastern, uh, the Boston Red Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays. Garrett Whitlock um, goes for Boston and Alec Manoa goes for Toronto. The lines in front of me are Boston plus 145, Toronto minus 165 with an overall under set at eight. Uh, Whitlock is 1-0 with a 0.66 ERA. Uh, he's pitched 13.2 innings, 18 strikeouts and a 0.51 whip. Uh, Manoa is 3-0. Perfect start for him. Um, 2.00 ERA, 18 innings pitched and 18 Ks. Uh, Dylan, you can uh, take us through this one first. Yeah, give me the Blue Jays on the run line here. I feel like the Red Sox bats are just lost right now. They've just been having a real tough time scoring some runs and just winning ball games in general. The Blue Jays, they've won four of the last five against the Red Sox, covering the run line in two of the four. And I like Alex Manoa as well. He's 3-0, and he keeps his walks down, which is good against the Red Sox lineup. And it looks like it's going to be a bullpen game for the Red Sox. Garrett Willock, he's going to get the start. We'll probably go two, three innings, depending on how he does. But I think it's going to be difficult against this Blue Jay lineup. So at this plus 125 price, I love it. Give me the Blue Jays on the run line. Okie doke. Uh, Noah? Yeah, Whitlock is a reliever, but actually he came up through the farm system as a starting pitcher. So he's been a long reliever for the Red Sox, and he's actually kind of their uh, leverage guy in the pen. But I expect him to go four or five today. Uh, he's had a great season so far. Um, the only guy with PVB in this matchup is Alex Verdugo against Alec Manoa, three for five, batting 600 with a single two doubles. Um, so Verdugo is not a bad play. I know Manoa is 
pretty much new to the division, a uh, second year rookie, I believe. And Whitlock with him being a reliever, there's not a ton of numbers against him for the Blue Jays. So let's look into some season stats here. Xander Bogart is betting 362 on the year, 25 for 69 with 35 total bases. Devers is never a bad play. He's got 34 total bases and three home runs. He's 270 on the year. And for the Blue Jays, I did want to mention, I got uh, some slack from a couple of my Dominican friends here at school. Uh, there is a term for Vladdy Jr. home runs, and it is called a placata. And I looked it up in Dominican baseball uh, ling- lingo. A placata is good contact for good distance. So Vlad Jr.'s home runs, he's got five placatas on the year. He's batting 328. That's a good bat to look at. And if you like the Blue Jays in this game, Lourdes Gurriel has been hot and Springer's been hot. And Santiago Espinal is a good discount for a guy batting 270 on the year in a great lineup. So give me the Blue Jays to win this game, and I may explore some of those Blue Jay bats. Yeah, there's a there's a few Dominicans on the uh, Newcastle Night Talk, so I'll uh, I'll hit them with placater of the weekend. See if I get any any response of uh, <laughs> who was he in a steal and all the boys. Um, yeah, I, I quite like Garrett Whitlock. He, he went four in his last time against the Tampa Bay Rays, so I think maybe you you can get that uh, out of him tomorrow, if not more. Um, Alec Minow has been great at home uh, as well um, last season. Two point three two ERA. This is going to be uh, a close game. I got to a first five under here. I'd, I think Toronto will win, but I'm not taking that minus 165 price. So I looked at dressing this up uh, in a slightly different way, looking at uh, various bits and bobs of, of player props. But yeah, I just think uh, Whitlock can keep this tight. Um, so yeah, first five under, and maybe Toronto might get it done later on. Uh, we have one, two, three games left to handicap uh, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. And the next one, is the Cleveland Guardians at the LA Angels, which will go off at 4.07 Eastern. Uh, Cal Quantrill uh, goes for the Guardians and uh, Detmers, what's Detmers? Reed Detmers is his name, uh, lefty, uh, goes for the LA Angels. The lines are Cleveland are the dogs, plus 145. Uh, home choke with the LA Angels at minus 165. Overall under of eight and a half. Um, Quantrill, 1-0, 3.94 ERA, uh, 16 innings pitched and six strikeouts. Detmers uh, is 0-1 with a 6.57 ERA, uh, 12.1 innings pitched and 12 strikeouts. Um, Quantrill has had very middling stat lines, um, but very consistent. He's um, earned runs have gone 2-2-3, two, two and three. Uh, strikeouts have gone 2-2-2. Two, two and two. You, You're pretty much... Uh, you can pencil in those stat lines for tomorrow, what you're going to get out of them. Um, Detmers had a bad start um, against Washington. Uh, sorry, uh, he had a bad start on the road at Texas. Uh, but his two home starts uh, have both gone two earned runs, uh, two earned runs. So I, I thought this was relatively predictable. Um, so you might be able to help me out here, Dylan. Um, I went for a first five over, um, but obviously depending on on a number. Um, would I be able to get that at maybe three and a half or is that going to be bigger? Uh, I would, well, your total right now is at eight and a half. So you're probably looking at a four, maybe at, at a okay. first five. Uh, I actually like I'll the take the push on a four. Yeah. Um, I, yeah no, go on. No, no play for the total for me. I just don't understand this line at all. I, I actually have it flipped. I have the guardians favorite in this spot. 
So at a oh, plus right. 150, I'm seeing over at WinBet, give me the Guardians here. I think they have the pitching advantage with Kyle Concha. He's definitely a better pitcher, in my opinion, over Reed Demers. He's able to keep his walks down, but I think he's, if he's able to pick his corners and his spots, he's going to have success against this Angel lineup. The Halos are a good hitting team, and they've been hitting uh, hard as of late. So I just think the Guardians, they'll be able to tack on a few more runs on Demers than the Angels on Poncho. So at this plus 150 price, I have to be all over the Guardians here. Excellent. So a plus 150 dog that didn't um, by his number should be the favourite. That's got to uh, make it ears prick up. Noah, what do you think of that? Yeah, for me, I like both of these pitchers. I might have a little bit more confidence in both of them than other people do. Uh, I've seen Quantrill in AL Central for a year and a half now, and Reed Detmers I was a big fan of when he was pitching for Louisville. So uh, throughout the series, actually, there hasn't been a ton of PVB for uh, the Angels and Guardians as they don't normally play each other too much throughout the season. Um Taylor Ward, though, treated me very well against Shane Bieber with two home runs. He's got three home runs on the season so far. He's batting 353 and 34 at bats. He's starting every day for the Angels now, and he's batting in the top five of the order. Take advantage of his low price in DFS contests while you can. Mike Trout's batting 347 on the year. He's leading the league in OPS with a 1233. He has 38 total bases, five tanks, and he's 17 for 49. Also consider uh, Brandon Marsh. He is batting 308. Jack Mayfield, 321. Both of those guys, very good at uh, very good bats. And then you can never go wrong with a little bit of J Ram. J Ram's batting 344 on the season with 42 total bases and 21 over RBIs. He's 22 for 64 with four home runs. And Stephen Kwan, check to see if he's starting. He's dealing with a little bit of hamstring tightness. He's batting 341 on the season. He's due, like, he gets on base and he's going to score runs in this Guardians offense, batting at the top of the order with J Ram hitting behind him and Owen Miller being so hot so yeah and Josh Naylor he's a cheap option as well it's not a bad pick either fair enough uh, while the NFL draft uh, is currently a hot topic uh, let me tell you about Sleeper that you probably use for for a lot of your NFL fantasy leagues um, it's the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players um, you've probably got like I say your fantasy leagues on there I've certainly got at least three that I use Sleeper for uh, game-changing products, absolutely outstanding, unique in the industry. Um, and now they've added to it, you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new overall under game. Uh, it's really simple. Um, choose your sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. So, for example, um, points in basketball, hits in baseball, etc. cetera. Um, choose your stake. And then if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Um, the main reason... Um, the, we're excited about using it here at SGPN um, is that you can play with your friends uh, obviously we've got a big DGEN community um, a lot of community spirit so you can play with your, play with your friends play it together uh, get involved in the group chat uh, so loads of fun uh, over there stop and download the Sleeper app to play their new over-under game make sure to use the promo code SGPMLB and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100 so download Sleeper with the code SGP MLB 
to get your free 100 books. Join SGPN squad to bet with the guys, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, the penultimate game is the Chicago Cubs at the Atlanta Braves, which is a 7.20 Eastern first pitch. Drew Smiley uh, will go for the Cubs. Uh, Kyle Wright will go for the Braves. The lines are Chicago plus 150, Atlanta minus 170, or over or under of 8.5. Uh, Noah, you can take it away with this one. Yeah, so I don't have much PVB jumping out for me here. Marcelo Zuna's two for seven with two hits off of the off of Drew Smiley. Um, anything else? No, I I cannot. I don't see anything here. So let's dive into some twenty twenty two stats. Ian Happ batting three thirty three seventeen for fifty one with two home runs and twenty six total bases. Not a bad total base play from Happ. You'll get good value there. Nico Horner and Seiya Suzuki are both batting 327. Suzuki is just a total bases machine. He can hit a home run. He can hit extra bases, and he can also steal a bag for you if you if you play him in DFS. Same with Horner. He has two stolen bases on the year. And the Braves lineup: Matt Olson's batting 333. The hometown kid's 22 for 66 on the year with two bombs and 36 total bases. Austin Riley also has 36 total bases. He's 18 for 65 with four home runs. Marcel Azuna, four home runs on the year. And Ozzy Albies, he seems to be cooling off, but he is normally not a bad play. Give me the Braves to win this game against Smiley. Um, Dylan, Chicago Cubs at Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with the Cubs right now. They lost four out of their last five. Surprisingly, they are the number one team in the league in regards to batting average, but they're going to be going up against Kyle Wright, who might be the best pitcher on the Braves staff right now. He's just been in total command, striking out shitload of batters. He's only given up two runs in 17 innings. And I think the Braves are catching the Cubs at the right time. So I'll take a chance. I needed a plus 107 or better for the Braves run line. I'm getting a plus 125 over at Wimbet. So I'm going to take a chance with the Braves on the run line here. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Wright myself. He was at Vanderbilt. Great pitcher there. And he is breaking up this season. Absolutely. Yeah, he's electric. a stud. Um, the, uh, the pitching stats for this one, Drew Smiley, one and one with a 2.45 ERA. Um, nine strikeouts in 14.2 innings. And uh, Wright, Kyle Wright, there's 2-0 and with a 1.06 ERA. There's 17 innings pitched and 26 strikeouts. Um, Smiley's had two good starts, but then he was slightly lit up by Pittsburgh last time out. Um, Wright has given up two earned runs in his last 17 innings uh, and only walked two batters in that time. So his command is absolutely locked in. Um, the Cubs have hit a bit of a flat spot, um, as Dylan pointed out. Um, I don't trust the Braves particularly uh, for on the run line. Um, but I think Atlanta first five will probably get it done. I do think they'll have their noses in front after then. So that would be my pick. Um, okay, we have one more game and it is the Arizona Diamondbacks at uh, Dylan's favourite, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, this is a 7.45 Eastern first pitch. Um, Humberto Castellanos uh, goes for the D-backs and Dakota Hudson goes for St. Louis. Uh, the Diamondbacks are the dogs, uh, plus 155. St. Louis are minus 180. The overall under is at 74. Uh, Castellanos, uh, Humberto Castellanos, 
He's 1-0 and with a ERA of a level three. Uh, he's pitched 12 innings, striking out eight batters. Uh, Dakota Hudson is 1-1, one 3.95 one, ERA, 13.2 innings, pitched in 10 strikeouts. Um, Castellanos was really good last time out against the Mets, gave up two runs on four hits. Um, and I can't read what my writing says there. He's given up something in the last two starts. He's done so. Let me tell you, he's done something in the last two starts, but I don't know what it says. Uh, Dakota Hudson last time at Cincinnati, um, no earned runs um, on 6.2 innings pitched. Um, so it was just Cincinnati. So it was a little bit of a soft start, but I mean, he can only pitch against what he's been put up against. Uh, this was one of those games where I, I kind of take me uh, my NFL handicap into it. It's a low total, uh, seven and a half. Um, I know the cards bats have come alive tonight uh, against the Mets, but previously was scuffling a little bit. Arizona not scoring many runs. And I thought Castellanos could keep them in it. So I thought Arizona um, plus... 1.5 on the run line for me. This could be a close game and Castellanos could keep the minute. Uh, so yeah, plus 1.5 at uh, minus 137 um, was my pick. Um, Dylan, what do you make of this one? Yeah, so I remember saying last week, I forgot what pod it was on, but I remember saying you have to be selective when you back the D-backs. And they did just get a nice win over the Dodgers last night, but I don't think this is one of their spots. I think this is going to be a bullpen game for Herberto uh, going for the Snakes. But I think the Cardinals, they finally kind of found their bats again today against our by the Mets. Um, I'm thinking on they'll get an early lead over the D-backs. I was willing to lay any minus 110 or lower with the Cardinals on the run line. So getting a nice plus 115, plus 120 price, as much as it pains me after today, after seeing what I saw, I'll probably back the Cardinals on the run line. Okay, Cardinals on the run line then for Dylan. Um, so we've got we've got one D-backs and one Cardinals. Um, Noah, can you split the tie? I have no PVB in this game, so I'm going to keep it very short and simple. Both of you guys are on the opposite run lines for each team. I'm just going to go with both of you guys' pick and take the under because the offenses for both teams haven't been consistent. The Cardinals, like you said, they just uh, got back here um, against the Mets today, but throughout the season, the last week or so, they've been really cold. The only two bats in this game that I really consider – for the Cardinals would be Nolan Arenado batting 375 with 45 total bases, five uh, bombs on the year. And Tommy Edmond, who is batting 310 on the season. He's normally a very good contact hitter, but he's got three home runs on the season. Very surprising. He himself has 31 total bases, so that's not a bad prop. And the only D-backs bat that I like so far to start the season is Seth Beerett batting 306. He's the only source of life for this D-backs offense. So, yes, <laughs> give me the under on this. Okay. Uh, Noah, we will let you carry straight on through and give us your lock and dog for this slate of games. My lock is going to be the um, – Let's go with the over again in the Rockies Phillies over seven. That seems really low. Um, I know last time I was trying to talk myself out of it, that the books know more, but you know what? They blasted that over. So I have trust in it again. And then for my dog, I might be stealing one of Malcolm's plays, but the Padres minus one and a half at plus money. Give me that all day long against the Reds. Uh, yep. Okey-doke. Uh, Dylan, same question. 
Yes, keep it short and simple. Uh, I'm going to keep picking on the Reds. I'm going to take the Padres on the money line for my dog. Uh, and as oh, for my lock, excuse me, and for my dog, has to be the team that I said was actually favored at plus 150. Give me the Guardians. I think Cal Quantra is the better pitcher than Reed Demmer. So at this plus 150, I, I have to take them as my dog. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I like that. That's what. Uh, that's one of the uh, strongest uh, strongest feelings you've had so far this season, Dylan. Uh, and I know you've been in decent form, so I'll uh, I'll get involved in the Guardians there tomorrow. Um, I'm going to make it a make it a three way on this Padres. We've, we've all um, we've chosen three different ways of skinning the same cat here. We've got um, we've got the Padres. Um, on the money line, we've got the Padres on the run line. I'm going to take the over eight and a half in the Padres Reds game. Um, so that is my luck. And uh, on the dog, I'll take the Royals again. I mean, they were good to me last night. Um, they were close to the White Sox tonight. I think they've left a couple of bases loaded situations. Um, and yeah, one summer does not make a swallow. One swallow does not make a summer. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah, the White Sox got one. The White Sox got one win tonight, um, but that does not mean they're out of the woods. And you rightly pointed out earlier on, boys, that the appear slightly broken. Uh, so I'll take the Royals to punish them again tomorrow at plus 150. Um, there we go. Well done, everyone. That was a quite an epic slate. It's always uh, There's always a lot to talk about when there's three of us and we all get chatting. Um, so, yeah, appreciate that. Um, anything else uh, before we crack on, Noah? Yeah, it may not be relevant anymore, but it was absolutely unexcusable, the ending to the Tigers game last night against the Twins. They played like a 9U game, a 9U team in the ninth inning. Just completely embarrassing. I haven't seen that. I was working until 5 a.m., so I am... Grossman dropped the ball on the outfield, and then our catcher overthrew the third baseman, and the winning two runs on base scored. I saw a little thumbnail of that on Twitter. I, I knew it was something. I didn't know uh, what game it was. Uh, yeah, so I'll catch that uh, later. Uh, Dylan, what's happening? Anything we need to know? Uh, nothing much. Just going to enjoy this Liverpool win. we got a couple games on tonight's slate. Oh, Crack open up. a nice Coors Light. And that's about it. Hey, Mel, how do I watch the Liverpool-Newcastle uh, game? Uh, it's, on, it's the early game on Saturday. So the first thing you're going to have to do is get out of bed early. Um, and it's on Sky. It's on Sky Sports over here. Um, so yeah, it's twelve thirty uh, lunchtime here. So what time that makes it for you, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you're gonna Seven. have to get up. Seven. Uh, right. Okay. We're about thirty seconds away from Zoom kicking us off this call. Uh, so I will thank everyone uh, for listening. Uh, you know the usual crack where to find us. Um, we'll be back later in the week with more baseball. Uh, thanks everybody, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>